Amen. Ephesians tonight, Ephesians chapter 5, good to be in the house of the Lord. And I want to say that I love him tonight and uh, I am grateful uh, this month, this month, someone said, I believe it was Brother Brown said that uh, he got saved, I guess in October as well, and uh, this week, and, or today, and uh, I got saved in October, and I don't remember the date, but I do remember it was 1972, and God changed my life, and uh, hallelujah, and turned me around, and uh, I was headed down the same road that my brothers were headed down, and that my dad was traveling down, and God turned me around and I bless his good name tonight, and I want to thank him for all that he's done, and how faithful that he is, and how wonderful that he is, and as the preacher was admonishing us, I, I'd have to say amen, and the church that I grew up in uh, was a powerhouse, especially for up north, and uh, we shouted, and we rejoiced, and I saw Brother Dana and his brother, my pastor, Brother Joe, do a holy dance before the Lord, and and during a camp meeting, and, and today it's over. They, they sold the building back in the late 90s and, and sent out uh, the, the records of the school saying going out of business, going out of business, exactly what they sent out. And so it can happen. We do need to treasure and, uh, what we have, amen, and uh, be faithful. And uh, so thank God for that. Ephesians chapter 5, I want to give you what the good Lord has given me. And I appreciate the good message on last night. I thank God for Brother Brown and his family. And we love them and thank God for them. And we appreciate them tonight. The Bible said in verse 1, Be ye followers of God as dear children. Walk in love as Christ also hath loved us, hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. He said, but fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. He said, don't waste your time joking around. He said, you ought to spend more time giving God thanks. Amen. Amen. That word not convenient just means it's not fit, it's not proper. He said, for this you know that no whoremonger nor unclean person nor covetous man who is an idolater hath an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. You look down in verse 15 and he said how we ought to walk. If the Lord had helped me, I just want to preach on uh, that thought tonight on how that we ought to walk, on how that we ought to walk. Now, can I say that uh, the man of God was talking about walking with God? If you're going to walk with God, you're going to have to make an effort to do so. Uh, you're not going to do it by accident. Uh, you're not going to do it haphazardly. Uh, I, as a young person, young folk, uh, young men, when I was your age, I, I'd read a little bit and then I'd quit. And I'd pray a little bit and then I'd quit. I did not walk with God consistently. But there came a day in my life, hallelujah, that I made up my mind uh, that I was going to walk with God with the help of the Lord uh, and I was going to stay with Him all the way to the end. Amen. 
I remember telling Patty when we met one another, begin to court or date, whatever you want to say. And I said to her, I said, I plan to serve Jesus all the days of my life. And if that isn't what you want to do, you let me know now we'll be friends and we'll go our separate ways. Uh, And thank God I still have that same desire uh, tonight as I did back then. Uh, I want to walk with him all the way to the end. Amen. Amen. There is an effort there. There is an endurance there. That walk is a continuation. Uh, You're going to have to walk with God in spite of the discouragements. And they're going to come. There's going to be times when you say, I don't know how I can go another day. There'll be detours in life. And you're going to have to walk with God, Brother David, in spite of the devil. Because he will hinder you uh, Every chance that he can, he will try to stop you. Uh, I'm telling you, there's times that sorry rascal has told me, uh, you might as well just quit. Nobody else cares. You might as well give up. He's a liar tonight. I'm glad that God does care. Hallelujah. And other people do care too. And the devil's a liar. And I say, walk on in spite of the devil. Amen. Hallelujah. Number one in our text, he said we're to walk in love. He said uh, as an imitator, he said as followers of God, that word means to mimic. He said we're to love as God loves. I thought of three things. Number one, that God is a forgiving God. He loves us in spite of us. How many times, Brother Dave, have we failed him? How many times could he have thrown the clay away and been a just God? But you know what? Every time that I'd run to him and I say, Lord, I did it again. I have failed you and I'm sorry. I'm glad he throws his arms around me and lets me know it's going to be all right. And thank God he forgives me. And I say tonight to the church, we're to love as God loves and we're to forgive one another. We're to have a forgiving spirit. Amen. Somebody in here may have offended you they may have upset you and you've got to forgive them and go on in your life and love as God loves and forgive them. Amen. Sometimes, Brother Grant, that's hard to do. Sometimes you feel like they don't deserve it. Sometimes you feel like they don't care, but it doesn't matter. How many times have you failed God and you've done the same thing over and over and over and over and over and yet every time you say forgive me, he says it's all right, I love you, I forgive you. I'm telling you uh, over and over and over and over and over and somebody does something to us uh, and we say I ain't forgiven them. I'm not going to get over that. I'm not going to, I'm going to remember what they said. I'm going to remember what they've done. We're to love as God loved. I'm glad he loves me in spite of me. As sorry as I am. I'm glad, thank God, he loves me in spite of that. And he's willing to forgive. Amen. We're to love as he loves. Hallelujah. Not only as forgiving, but forbearing. 
<laughs> you know how many times he's put up with me? How many times down through the years he's been willing to take me and set me back on that wheel and work on me some more? How many times he should have said, you know what? I'm so tired of working with you. You're so hard-headed. You're such, you're so stubborn at times. And, and you know what? But I'm glad, hallelujah, uh, through the patience uh, of the potter and his forbearance uh, that he's willing uh, to take me uh, and to keep working on me uh, and keep loving me uh, and keep drawing me uh, and keep helping me. uh, And you know what? Uh, We're to love like that. We're to have forbearance. Uh, to one another and put up with each other. I know sometimes some people drive you crazy. They drive you bananas, amen. But I'll tell you what, uh, if you do like you're supposed to and love like God, you'll forbear and put up with them, amen. Amen. Some people, (laughs) they'd rather fight than eat breakfast. I'd rather eat breakfast, hallelujah. Amen. Hey, hey, I'm getting pretty skinny now. I need to eat some breakfast. Hallelujah. Uh, you ought to build a house. Brother Blake said he knows what he got to look forward to, losing 25 pounds. Amen. But the truth of the matter is, uh, he is forbearing. Can I say number three? His love is forever. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? I, I know You say, I've heard that. I know, but it's still good to hear. It's forever. I'm glad that I don't have to keep. I'm glad, brother Laddie, don't have to keep my salvation tonight. I'm glad that I don't have to keep him uh, to be in love with me. He's going to love me. He loves me tonight uh, just as much uh, as he did the day he saved me. Hallelujah. I love him more uh, because uh, that relationship uh, the man of God had talked about. Uh, Thank God tonight. I'm glad that our love, uh, his love toward us is forever. Number two, not only as an imitator, but as an initiator. He said in verse two, we're to love as Christ. He gave himself. He surrendered himself. You know what? If we can't have it our way, (laughs) then we're not going to participate. If we can't do it, in that Sunday school class the way we want to do it, if the other people working in it's got to have their way, well, then we'll just let them have it. Uh, if, we can't, uh, if, if we can't do it our way, you know what? Uh, to love as Christ loves, uh, he surrendered himself uh, and he gave himself. Amen. Uh, he sacrificed uh, himself for others. Uh, I tell you, one of the hardest things for you and I to do is to yield ourselves uh, to others. Uh, but thank God Jesus was willing uh, to give himself. Hallelujah. Uh, thank God for me and you tonight. And he is our example. And we are to walk that way tonight. Uh, we're to walk uh, as initiator. We're the one uh, uh, to be willing uh, to offer up ourselves. Amen. We're the one to go the extra mile. We ought to be the one. Why do we have to have it our way? Amen. 
to walk in love, he said, as an imitator, as an initiator. Can I say number three? The word I used, uh, trying to find a letter I, I put as an inspirator, being inspirated by his love. I want to read you this verse tonight. John chapter 14 and verse 21. I really like this verse. He said, He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. You know what he's saying how that we ought to walk up. We ought to be inspired by his love that he first loved me. I'm glad he loves me tonight. I'm glad he looked beyond my fault and he saved me anyhow. He knew how sorry I would be but thank God he loved me anyhow. He knew how I would fail him but he loved me anyhow. He knew that I would be inconsistent but he loved me anyhow. Hallelujah. I'm glad, thank God, uh, that he loves me. Amen. But you know what he said? We ought to turn around uh, and love him and keep his commandments uh, and obey him tonight. I get tired uh, of the churches uh, are getting so full of the world uh, and sin uh, and wickedness. uh, And the truth of the matter is they just don't love him uh, like they say they do. Amen. Amen. People used to dress right, but they changed. They used to stand right, but they changed. You know why, Brother Danny? Because they don't love him like they used to. They can say what they want to, but that's just the truth of the matter. Amen. You know what he said? He said, uh, fornication. Fornication. I was at a church not too long ago, very small congregation, there's a man in the church committing adultery and another person committing fornication out of 30 people. That's the mess we're in today. You hear me? And both of these people have been in church for years. You know what has happened? They don't love him like they should. And therefore, they are living in sin. It's time we get back uh, to loving him enough to, to be obedient unto him and to do as he would bid us to do. He said, put away fornication. All uncleanness, covetousness. He puts that right up there uh, with sexual sin. Are you hearing me? Covetousness. You know what he said? You know what? If you get satisfied, as the preacher said, with Jesus, all the other stuff don't matter. I'm very grateful for the church helping me. You, you, don't, you, you won't know what that means to me. I, I'm very, uh, the weeks we've been out not preaching and working, but I'm honest. I, I'm so, so pleased that God has helped me build a house. But I'd rather have him than I would the house. I'm honest, if he'd come back tonight, that would be all right with me. 
I would never have to spend one night in that house if I could go to be with him and sit down at his throne and kneel before him into his presence, hallelujah. I'm telling you, that would mean more to me uh, than all the things in this life. Uh, you hear me tonight? Oh, listen, a uh, covetousness, God help us uh, to quit getting so uh, wrapped up in what other people have and that we don't have what they have. And we don't drive what they drive and we don't live in what they live in and we we don't have the shotguns that they have. We don't have the pistols and the knife collection that they have. And we don't get to go on vacation like they do. And we don't get to go where they go. And we don't get to wear the clothes they wear. And we don't get to have, I'm telling you, you might as well just be quiet. You've got it better than you deserve tonight. And thank God, God's been good to you. I say hallelujah. God's been good to us. Praise God, we've got more than what we deserve tonight. Now thank God if he never gave me another thing tonight. He has been good to me. Hallelujah. If he never does another thing, I'm telling you, God's been good. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. He's been good to us. Covetousness. We ought to love him. More than things in this life. Filthiness. You know what he's talking about? Telling dirty jokes. Your conversation. You ought not be telling dirty jokes. You ought not be laughing at dirty jokes. Had a fellow come up to me when I worked a job when I was in Bible college. First day on the job. So I want to tell you a joke. I said, is it clean? He said, no. I said, I don't want to hear he came the next day. He said, I want to tell you a joke. I said, is it clean? He said, no, I said, I want to hear it. Right. You know that man, I'm not lying. He did that for two solid weeks, every day. He wanted to come tell me a joke. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to listen to it. That's right. And there's two other fellows, one named Greg, one named John. They'd come sit where I'd be sitting by myself at the break table. And they'd start talking dirty. You know what I'd do? I didn't jump up and tell them it's full of the devil and gone to hell because they were going to hell for sure. But you know what to do? I just got up and go sit at another table. Didn't say a word to them because they needed the Lord. But you know what happened after two and three years of working there? Greg come up to me and he said, Bob, I don't even know if there is a God. But if I ever believe I know a Christian, you've been one of them. You see, the Lord helped me uh, to stand. You know what? There came a day that they sat down at my table and I didn't even wait for them to talk. I got up to leave uh, and they said, Bob, if you'll stay, uh, we'll keep our mouth shut. Hey, hey, I'm telling you what, uh, you ought not to listen to that garbage. Uh, you ought not to hobnob uh, around that filth. Amen. Uh, you need to be careful with your talk radio that you listen listen to. Hey, I've heard preachers uh, uh, talk about people and the things they say on the radio and I'm like wow, I don't think I could be listening to that. Uh, that wouldn't be pleasing unto the Lord. Amen. Uh, I think we'll just plow a little bit tonight. I tell you what, uh, I'm telling you, uh, we ought to walk right tonight. We ought to be different. Praise God. Hey, we ought to love him enough uh, that we say, sir, I'm not going to talk that way. And you need to go ahead and go about your business. Well, I'm going to leave. Amen. Amen. 
filthiness, foolish talking, jesting, joking all the time, never serious. I don't mind a joke every now and then. I really don't. I, I, like, I, I like those preachers that can make you laugh and, and preach to you. And all. I've never been one of those. I've just been a serious person in the pulpit. That's just who that I am. But then I've seen some joke for 45 minutes. I, I think the Lord's a little bit more serious than that. Amen. <laughs> huh? I'm not shooting anything tonight. I'm just a saying. He said, you know what? He said, instead of always trying to think of a new joke, you ought to just give God thanks. You know what? That'll always work. Instead of wasting your time talking and telling jokes, just say, hey, fellas, you know what? We ought to thank God today. (laughs) Hey, you know what? You may not have a lot of friends, amen, but thank God you'll please the Lord. Amen. As an inspirator, he said we ought to walk in love. Can I say number two in verse eight? He said we ought to walk in the light. He said in verse nine, walking in the light ought to produce some goodness in our life. He said there should be some goodness. You know what I, I'm afraid of, Brother Tim, that we, we try to get people backslidden. Well, they're just backslidden. But there's never anything good about their life. And the truth of the matter is, But Brown, I'm afraid they're out of the ark. They're not in. And we're trying to, we're trying to say, well, we love them and we we hope that maybe they they backslid and they, but no, there's no goodness about their life. And their life uh, reveals uh, of what is inside. Amen. Uh, Thank God he said, you ought to walk in the light. Uh, There ought to be some goodness about God about your life. Amen. Amen. The word goodness just means virtue. There ought to be some virtue. What happened to people today? What is going on with all of this adultery and fornication? What's going on with all that? What is going on with all this pornography and this phones and all of that? Man, you've got to be careful. I've never seen, I know a fellow, he had to quit working where he's working. He worked on phones and he said every phone came in, men, women, and young people. I was full of pornography and I had to dig through all that garbage to fix their phone. And he said, finally, my mind couldn't take all that filth and I had to quit and go do something else. What is going on with the people of God that have that garbage in their mind and in their heart? Amen. There ought to be some goodness about your life. Hallelujah. Some of you are probably already in trouble because of where you're headed, what you're doing, getting involved in all that stuff. You know, that's the start of it. The rapist, he didn't start out a rapist. He started out dabbling around in pornography and filling his mind full of filth. And I don't know why I'm dealing with that tonight, but I'm just telling you that he said there ought to be some goodness. And then he said there ought to be some godliness. There ought to be some righteousness about our life. How come, Pastor, there's some people, there's no godliness ever about their life. They've been in church for 20 years. And they're just as carnal as the day was when they came 20 years ago. I'll tell you why. Because they haven't never met Jesus. <laughs> Amen. 
Now, some people, they do get out of church, understand that. And some people in church get away from God, understand that. But there's some people, there's no righteousness about their life. He said, we ought to walk in the light. We ought to be different tonight. There ought to be a difference, Brother Grant, in the child of God. We ought to dress different. We ought to look different. Amen. We ought to act different. Praise God. They ought to be able to pick us out and say there's something different about that crowd right there. Amen. I remember that old holiness crowd. But did I tell you what? When they came in, you knew where they came from. The dresses down to the ground. I'm telling you, the hair was always up and they were a certain way because they just believed it. You know what? We don't believe it anymore. Amen. <laughs> oh, we might as well drop the plow, hadn't we? We changed so much. Changed so much. Oh, the way. I thank God for our ladies in the choir. Some churches you can't look up while they're singing. They wear such revealing clothing. You wonder why they would do that going to God's house. Why would they do that going to God's house? I, I don't understand that. Amen. I, I'll be honest with you. You know what, Pastor? I thank God for you. I, I really do. I thank God for you. I remember a couple of years ago it was Jubilee and, and Sunday morning I was uh, supposed to preach and, and you were sitting beside me and you said, you said, uh, are you preaching on resurrection this morning or something like it? And I said, uh, yes, sir. You said, I'm a preaching this morning. I said, amen. Uh, praise God, you're the pastor. And the place was full of visitors. And you know what? There's some folks here that needed it. And son, he got up and burnt and skinned high. And you know what I did? I said, hallelujah. That made me thank God for the man of God even more. Uh, there's visitors there. You know what they always say? Well, you can't preach like that. Uh, the lost people, you'll run them away. That ain't what the Bible said. Uh, Paul said it because of the word of God. He said, hallelujah. The commandment came, sin revived, and I died. Because I'm glad, thank God, 1972, as a man of God, that stood up and told me as a little boy, I was going to hell without God, and I need to repent of my sin. And thank God I repented and got born again. Because there's a man of God who wasn't afraid to tell it, amen. Well, if you preach that way, they won't invite you back. I don't ever try to go and see how mean I can get and what I can tear up. I try to be evangelism and not vandalism. Amen. But, but, I'm not worried about coming back. I'm worried about obeying the Lord. I had a fellow call me. I knew we had a little difference in the way we dressed. He said, I want you to come. And I said, well, I love you. And I said, I don't have no hobby horses, but I'm going to preach whatever God tells me to preach. Yes, sir. And I said, if you tell me to preach it every night, I'm going to. He said, okay. We've never had an issue. That's right. But I told him, you know what? So many men have changed. I can't believe the men that used to stand. You know what? He said, we're to walk in the light. Brother Blake, the churches that you came from to come here, they're 10 times worse now. Those kind of churches, 
They're ten times. You know what? We ought to all take a laugh and thank God for Bible Baptist Church. The preacher is worth every dollar this church does and gives for him and ten times more. Hallelujah. Hey, if we had it and we paid him $500,000 a year, wouldn't bother me. I mean that. Thank God for a man of God that will labor and love and preach knowing that he, it hurts and knowing sometimes people are going to leave and get upset. But you know what he's got to do? He's got to honor God. Got to stand before I thank God for that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah for a man of God that loved me enough to tell me the truth and preach to me. Young people, you ought to thank God every night that they ought to thank your parents for bringing you to the house of God where a man of God loves you enough to preach to you. Amen. Mom and Dad, thank God for you that you're willing to come to the house of God where you can hear the truth. He said we ought to walk in the light. There ought to be some goodness, some godliness. There ought to be some guidelines in our life. He said in truth. He said last night, truth. Huh? No, telling the truth. Why don't, Brother Daniel, why are we afraid to tell the truth? Well, we're going to offend people today. You know, the truth is always going to offend somebody. You know what? I, I can't help it. I, I was preaching years ago at a church in Tennessee. And this young man and this young lady, Brother Matthew, they were back there and they were sporting. And the Bible talked about Isaac and Rebekah. And, and they were just all over one another. And so anyhow, I went to the pastor. And I said, uh, could you stop that for me? I said, that's a little irritating to me. And uh, I'll take care of it. Well, the next night, nothing happened. They're still back there sporting, and the next night. And so finally, I, I was, uh, I, I, I done got my belly full. And so I done preached, and, and uh, it was imitation time. And here come an old sinner, Brother Laddie. He's a coming down the aisle to get saved. And that fired me up. And that's all I took. And I said, by the way, I said, this is God's house. And you ought to leave each other alone and act like you've got some sense in God's house. Amen. Well, guess who got mad? Her mom and dad, his mom and dad, and the preacher. And he never had me back. The next day, we went out to eat, and he said, I told you I'd take care of it. I said, yeah, when? I said it was four nights in a row. I said, God help you to put up with that nonsense. I wouldn't put up with that garbage. Amen. I'd stand him up and say, hey, you stop that garbage in God's house. Amen. I learned that from Brother Joe Williams. Amen. If Brother Joe caught you downstairs, two young people, we had our fellowship halls in the basement up north. And if he caught you downstairs, he stood you up in front of everybody and said, now don't ever do that again, amen. And you know what? You didn't do that again. <laughs> hey, but you know what? We're afraid to tell the truth. How can you let that go on knowing every service that they're doing because you don't want to offend their mom and dad? God, help us. Their mom and dad probably ought to be whooped as well as them, amen. There ought to be some truth. There ought to be some truth. We've got to get back. We have got to get back. He was talking about the sanctuary. And I read it today in my devotion. God said, reverence my sanctuary. I know we don't worship this building, but we ought to reverence the sanctuary. 
I appreciate you young men not talking, but listening. And you young folk in the church. I've never seen people here just talking while you're preaching, but they're listening. You know what? That's a blessing. Hallelujah. Walking in the light, not only in guidelines, but also guarding ourselves from the fellowship of darkness. Well, I'm telling you, darkness is slipping on you so fast. It'll slip in your home so fast. It'll happen to you, Brother Lad, before you know it. It'll happen to you, Hayden, before you know it. Caleb, before you know it. Brother Andrew, before you know it, it'll happen to you. Or darkness. You know what he said? He said, Brother Ronnie, he said, leave that alone. Have no fellowship with them. You see, the, the devil's crowd, they'll try to pull you. And oh, just, just come with us. It'll be all right. I'm telling you, you don't ever start. Not one smoke, not, not one drink, not, not, not one song. You don't flip through the radio and hear one song because you'll listen to another one. Amen. That garbage music will draw you in. It's very powerful. It'll draw you in. You cannot fellowship with darkness. I'll be honest with you, I don't watch American Idol. I don't. Because it's so easy to suck you in. You get interested in who's winning and all of that. But you know what you're listening to? The world's music. <laughs> you don't hear much amazing grace on there. You know what I'm saying? That's fellowshipping with darkness. I'm telling you, God help us tonight. Amen. He said, how we ought to walk. He said, walk in the light. Then lastly tonight, he said, walk in leadership. He said, we ought to walk circumspectly. Be careful with the steps you make, your choices you make. He said, we're to be wise. Do not think you've got to have something because somebody else has something. I watched people go in debt because they wanted to keep up with somebody else. And don't, don't do that. Make good choices in life. There are some things that I have bought that I've had to pay for without the Lord's help. Because I didn't pray about it. I just went and done it. I'd, I'd prefer to get the Lord on my side because then he'll help me. Amen. He said to be careful in your steps. He said verse 16, be conscious of the season. Redeeming the time, knowing the days are evil. That word redeeming means to buy back the time. Rescue from loss. Can I be honest with you? We waste a lot of time. I appreciate more, Brother Dave, out of this summer, people working every day and coming to revival every night. Last week I was driving back and forth, Brother Tim, driving back and forth, working on the house during the day and then have to stop and study and pray and then drive two hours and ten minutes and preach every night. Brother George, I'll be honest with you, I was wore out. And I thought, you know what? Them folks come every night. I appreciate that. I really do. I appreciate you being willing to do that. You know what he said? We need to be conscious of the time, the season. It's evil. It's wicked. Uh, I've never seen the day of false accusers. False. The Bible said there'd be what? False accusers. We're living in evil. You know what? It's time to redeem the time. This thing's about over with. Uh, we better get busy. I know what Brother Brown was saying was true last night. We don't save anybody. 
Uh, we got to just preach the truth. But we do need to go after people more than we ever have of trying to reach them and get them in the ark because uh, this thing's about over. Amen. When I was studying, putting this together yesterday, today, I said, Lord, would you help me to be more soul conscious? I'm not so conscious like I should be. I want to be more so conscious. I think of my family that's lost tonight. They're lost. And I don't have the burden for them like I should all the time. Get caught up in this life. I've already talked to some of my neighbors. But I wonder how further down the road of my neighbors are lost without Christ. You see... We need to redeem the time. I got a call yesterday from about a young man that I have known for years. Wife couldn't wake him up yesterday morning. Got married two months ago. He's gone. Gone. Redeeming the time. You know what he said? Be conscious of the season. Then number three, he said to be controlled by the Spirit. You know what the Bible said here? That it's a demand. It's not a choice. You know what about being controlled by the Spirit? He said we're to be not drunk with wine. So the comparison, Brother Brown, is that there's an influence. We're not to be under the influence of wine, but under the influence of the Holy Ghost. And I'm afraid we're under the influence of self too much. We're under the influence of Self, We're self-driven, self-motivated, and we're not under the influence of the Spirit of God. I like it when we're under the influence. I remember Dad was telling me about my grandmother, my mother's mother, the one who helped pray to sin. <laughs> Hallelujah for Granny. But he said one night she went to church with him and she couldn't hear anymore. No, Brother Lee was given the announcements. She said, I don't know what you're saying, But I want to tell you how good God has been to me. And the Holy Ghost fell in the building. You know why? She's under the influence. Oh, yeah. I thank God. You know why? Because she only prayed two or three hours every day of her life. Every day of her life. You know what? It got her under the influence. Hey, uh, we don't pray enough. And that's why we don't have the influence. It's a demand. It ought to be a desire. I'd rather walk with him today. And anything I know, I want that anointing in my life. I want that presence in my life. I want that fellowship in my life. I don't want anything to hinder that. Uh, There's a desire in my heart. I'm glad as a young boy, uh, God got a hold of me uh, and put that inside of me and created a desire in my heart to walk with Him. Amen. I can remember going to camp meeting when I was your fellow's age, and I wouldn't be consistent praying and reading. But I remember dad would buy tapes and I'd slip off and get one of them tapes. I'd stick it in that old tape recorder. Old brother Stuart Conrad, he had old polio and his mouth was twisted when he was a boy, he had polio. He'd say, I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. His eyes on the sparrow. Glory to God, he watches over me. And you'd feel the Holy Ghost. And I'd plug that in. There's all them cassettes back in, Brother Brown. 
and I'd cry and I'd, I'd weep and the Holy Ghost would be working on me and, and putting something down inside of me and creating a desire in my heart. Oh, listen, I believe tonight uh, uh, the reason we need revival in our churches across the land is because we're not under the influence of the Holy Ghost uh, as we ought to be, amen. There ought to be a, a desire, it's a demand, a desire, but then there's going to have to be a dying to self. You cannot let self have his way and be full of the Holy Ghost. And that's why, that is why, that we don't have the influence as we ought to have tonight because we can't listen to what we like to listen to, can't watch what we like to watch. Amen. God said you can't go over there. You need to stop being around those friends. You need to start doing this. You need to stop doing that. You need to start doing this. You need to add this to your life. And people don't want a master in their life, and therefore they are not under the influence of the Holy Ghost. Let's stand, if you would, please, tonight. How we ought to walk. We ought to walk in love as an imitator. We ought to walk in the light. We ought to walk in leadership. As they come and get us a song, don't you let God help you tonight. Maybe got some unforgiving spirit tonight. I don't know. Brother David sings, let God help you tonight. Be honest with him. Be honest with him tonight. Be honest with him tonight.